It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Robert Smigel coming to you today with Vancouver's Podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Derek Shea is the product manager of Live.Rent. A serial entrepreneur, he had several startup engagements under his belt prior to this, performing a variety of roles including consulting on agile development and building biomedical solutions. A curious software engineer at heart, Derek's interest in emerging technologies and innovative user experiences led him to join Live build a team, create and oversee the product from inception to launch this past summer. Well, Derek, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Well, no, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Great. Okay. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. <clears throat> so um, I was originally from Taiwan, uh, Taipei. Uh, I was born there and I moved here around nine years old. Uh, when I came here, I kind of um, was always a, a technical, I guess, very technical kid and kind of interested in all the computers. And, you know, it started out always as gaming uh, for all the kids out there. Um, and then it kind of just grew on me more and more about computers and wanting to know how it works. Uh, and then ended up you know, studying engineering uh, through my university degrees and my grad school. Um, and that's how we kind of got into more on the technical and engineering side of things uh, to kind of always tinker around figuring out how products and merge, you know, different solutions, you know, tinker uh, with different little products at home uh, to kind of make small automations and making things work, making life easier. Um, and then it kind of just went into my career in that sense. Um and before so before doing this, while you uh, kind of talked about in the bio, um, I was working with a lot of kind of more on the biomedical side of things to empowering doctors and radiologists to to function in in, in their workspaces, uh, typically in the sur- surgical rooms, to be better. Um, and then from there, so I was always kind of interested more in how the human interfaces with technology, uh, re- whether it's through software or um, tech, uh, hardware itself, it was always kind of interest me on how people kind of interface uh, between those kind of things. And so that's why it led to me in where I am today uh, when I was asked to be uh, joined by the founder uh, of Live.Rent, Olivia Lam. Um, she asked me to help her with her process um, in her world, um, how rentals has always been a nuisance and how, why there isn't a technology that kind of help with that side of the world. Um, why rental has been so hard, why renting is uh, a very stressful situation, yet there's not enough technology out there to help with everything. And how a landlord also faces problems uh, when they're renting out to renters. So this is where we started uh, back in 2015 to start talking about this whole product uh, to shipping into live dot rent today. Okay, now did you need financing to start your company, and how do you currently make money in the business now? 
So I guess luckily um, uh, the founder actually had previously uh, lots of money saved um, and we were able to kind of pri- uh, privately finance all these kind of uh, the operations. Uh, currently the app is still free. Um, what we're hoping is to monetize uh, later on at the end for any other added services. Uh, but at, at this moment, it's really more about helping the community out. So we're here to bring the community together between the renters and the landlords. They don't need to be on two sides. They can be in one side together, uh, working with each other and making the best out they can be um, in their rental situations. Yes, and I guess with Vancouver, the rental, the price of living and uh, renting, uh, you know, proper type of uh, uh, apartments and things like that is a real challenge on both sides, isn't it? So this is a product service that would really come in handy for a lot of people, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. It is. And I mean, when you're looking at major cities, um, I don't even have to say Vancouver, I would say the entire North America and the entire world, the vacancy rate is very low, like they're less than a 1%. So especially professionals or any people that who are moving to the city, or they are just trying to find a place to move closer to their work, to their family. um, It's a challenge, right? Going going through multiple showings and going through... um, all the weight and trying to be competitive against other renters, it, it's hard and it's stressful, especially that window of that uh, looking for a place and all the way to moving in, it's, it's very short. So we, we really wanted to kind of get rid of that stress and kind of make everything much easier and flow nicer less time wasted for both renters and landlords, uh, give you more informative information and present you a a bit better so that you can get the place that you want. Uh, And without uh, all the hassles like Craigslist, for example, a a lot of security issues, you know, a lot of scams you see and people not knowing that they are actually the real landlords uh, behind the right proper places, verified listings, right? Okay, so, so that's why we're kind of here to help in that sense. So do you, in essence, make money off the rental? When someone rents, do you get a commission on that? What does that look like? Well, so we have a couple of features, right? Uh, right now, for every single thing, is free. So what that means is from looking for a place all the way to moving out, uh, submitting your tenancy application, booking showing, signing a digital contract, chatting with between the landlords and the renters, that's all free. We wanted to, right now, to be honest, we're also testing the market to see how else we can make this even better before we even talk about making money. Because I think the first step is to make the product right, uh, to make sure that we are actually benefiting both the renter and the landlords before we think about even uh, our profits and revenue. So we're we're here to kind of make that process better. Now, we did release one uh, special feature that actually does allow... um, uh, that does uh, charge people, and that is the rental payment right now. Uh, rental payment we can actually take uh, via credit card right now uh, for ease of access. Uh, and that is actually charged by our payment uh, gateway processor. It's not even by us. So that's the only paid feature right now uh, within the system. But of course, more and more to come, a lot of more on the enterprise level solutions on, on the landlord side, we will also charge them uh, for different services that we offer for parts of their screening tenant services um, and also other services that we uh, we plan to help them with. Okay, what is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC or even Canada? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good question. Um, 
so to be honest, actually right now, Vancouver is our testing bed. Um, this is the first city that we're launching to test uh, S because BC tenancy has one of the most stricter laws in uh, the provinces in Canada. Um, and our next cities uh, could be actually Alberta or uh, Ontario and Montreal. So for us, it's, it's understanding what model works for people here, and then we will replicate across uh, the in, entire Canada uh, after that. Now, the idea is really to kind of see what we can benefit the renters with and what we can benefit the landlords with. There's a lot of things that are missing from what we see today, um, you know, from the, the, the different rental processes, the different softwares out there. It's all missing. So we wanted to keep everything in one place and to help facilitate that entire process in a more efficient manner, right? Okay. Now, well, well, we've learned a lot about lib.rent, and uh, we've learned a lot about you. So we want to talk a little bit more about doing uh, business in uh, Vancouver. Okay. Okay. What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting mm-hmm. a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good question. So in Vancouver, I guess, um, one of the things is that I, I think people here are generally very nice um, and, and very susceptible to new products and, and, and new ideas. So um, as a startup, I think everyone is very excited about new products and new technology coming in to help their, their lives. So in that sense, it's easy to uh, gather testers, uh, to gather people to kind of try things out. Now, because Vancouver is a relatively young city, that also hampers quite a lot in in, in the operation side of things. Um, it's it's hard to find good uh, developers actually, um, and the resources uh, to make some of the things work. Now, we're looking at something like you know we wanted to be become a medium-sized company, but I I think the, the idea is to become very nimble at producing products that make sense and help benefit other users fast. So we're not a traditional startup in that in the sense where we want to become the Microsoft of the world. But we want to make sure that our product can take in a lot of feedbacks the fastest possible. And with that, sometimes it requires very good resources in terms of uh, human resources. So that's where that challenge comes from. Um, Vancouver is relatively young and relatively small. Um, so we're always kind of reaching out to look for talents um, to kind of get that uh, process up and fast because hiring the right person benefits quite a bit into how your product gets shaped further down in the road. So just hiring the right people is, is a real challenge overall. Yeah, and I would say people are our greatest assets, right? Um, I think with a l- amount of teamwork, um, anything is possible. But without the right team, it's also very hard. Um, so that's that's where it's, we got a lot of young entrepreneurs, but at the same time, we we lack enough of the knowledges that we can kind of share with each other. And as a young city, that something is, you know, up and coming. I mean, you see people also hosting more meetups, trying to share that knowledge as well. So hopefully, you know, in, in, in the two to three years down the road, uh, Vancouver can be a, a greater uh, startup hub, right? 
and it is growing in that uh, realm as well really quickly so uh, I think uh, we'll see a lot more of that okay we do some of our best work outside the office is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or think about ideas or even just think about your business and does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here <laughs> of course of course and I, I, I would say Every product um, affects users, you know, un unless you're making a very specific niche product that deals with machines and it itself. But every single software mobile application deals with users. My, my basis to be is literally in a coffee shop. Um, I coffee shop hop all the time. And this is actually where I turn on my observation uh, glasses and goggles and look to see how people are interacting with each other. Guess at what people are doing. Uh, notice from the different subtleties that they do in their daily lives that you don't notice um, as often. I think one thing that I, I learned a lot from my previous experience is the fact that um, a lot of times it's not asking the right survey questions. To come up with a really good survey question to ask about what is wrong is usually the hardest thing in the world. Um, I'm not sure if you had any experience with that, but to gather the right data is really to observe very deeply into what people are doing. And so this is kind of where I would suggest everyone to do if they want to observe their users, you know, sit on the bus, look at how people are using their smartphones on the bus, look at how people are in the cafe and doing their, whatever their work they're doing or they're studying, see how people interact with each other. Cause that interaction helps you build a lot of your product and helps you simulate a lot of the experiences that may have not have happened if you were just sitting in the office. Um, and I will actually say that this actually helped me. An hour out in the coffee shop helps me uh, understand human access much faster than sitting in the office and having to uh, work on something blindly uh, on that sense. And that helps me cut out a lot of my validations when I work with real customers because I've seen it firsthand on how people, what's their tendency to react and response. And this is one of the best places to be actually. Uh, we have so many coffee shops. We can be out there because of the great weather in, in, in the summer and in the winter, you know, although we have to be indoors, but it, it still kind of shows you how people are interacting with the space itself when it's crowded, right? Okay. So all of these are kind of like the feedbacks of what you can bring to uh, all your technology and your applications. So the big lesson here is uh, get outside, see your market, see the world they live in so you understand better as opposed to just being developing all the time or working behind a computer. Live a little, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. yeah, because you, you get very siloed, right? You're, you're kind of looking through a different glass when you're just in front of your computer imagining things. But when you go outside, you start gathering information from all the people outside, right? So it's a much quicker and easier way. You just see what people are doing. Okay, and this segues nicely into our next question. We have a lot of international listeners that like to listen to this podcast, so this next question, I want you to speak to them. Mm -hmm. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do, and how would you go out starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Oh, this one is a tough one. I am... I think... Knowing what I know now, I think I should have spent more time in a coffee shop. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I learned the hard way in not observing a lot of people um, early on and, and asking the right questions and and looking to see what their uh, their true pain point is. Um, I think this is the challenge, not just even in Vancouver or any entrepreneur, it's just anyone in, in the tech space looking to create a product itself. It, it's understanding what they need um, and truly understand. When I say that is having a lot of empathy in in, in the pain that they, they have and really identifying what causes it and what solves it. It's really uh, irrelevant where you are because there are so many people out there that you can interact with. And so the really main idea is focus less on making money, but really focus on what you can do right. And with that itself, it will bring you the customers you need. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Um, honestly, I don't have a routine. I, I actually try to switch up my routines to make my days interesting. So there are some days I wake up late. There are some days I wake up at 4. Um, I think the idea is to not be comfortable. For I, I think for a lot of people, they, they like to stick to a routine, but for me, is uh, understanding um, and foresee changes and things that helps me adapt to changes and help me adapt to surprises because I can be uncomfortable at any time. And that helps me see, you know, today I'm doing something different than yesterday. And it kind of spices my life up a little bit more. So I, typically, I, you know, the first thing I do is definitely grab a coffee. Um, but understanding what the what's happening in the world is also very important because you you are not the only one here to be discovering and solving different problems. So understanding what people are also doing helps you understand what you can improve better. So understand your competitors, looking at what people are doing, um, really study why people do things the way it is uh, and take a lot of feedback. That's all you can do. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? No, I don't think so. I think really the main reason is, are you curious enough? Because if you're curious enough, you can solve anything. So um, I would say that that would be the entrepreneur um, trait uh, in, in, in that sense. Because if you're curious enough, then no problem will stop you because you will keep digging and digging and digging until you find a better solution. Um, and I said that, that that would be me because... Um, it's always about curiosity. What can I do better? What can I be more efficient? You know, I plan my best route to work every single day, trying to optimize even the one corner I have to turn. Right. That so that that speaks a lot into what you're trying to do and in terms of your daily lives and how you then apply that uh, into your product itself. Because you 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 try to optimize. You try to make your life better. Therefore, you're also wanting to optimize other people's life. What books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks, and can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, so currently, uh, the, the, the book that um, uh, I'm reading right now, oh shoot, the title is um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, I read that one. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I, I, I think that one is a very good one because I think, uh, especially with everyone being so busy, um, learning to take in what is the most important things 
uh, really matters because every single minute of your time and of your life is uh, being used on something. You're not getting it back as soon as it's it's passed. So understand what's most important and fight for it. Um, is what's the most important that everyone should do. And don't hang up on things that may make you upset in that way or anything because, you know, it's another wasted minute of being sad or being emotionally uh, feeling like attacked or anything on your feedback or anything. The, the only real problem is just to figure out what can be done uh, going forward and improve on that. Any online or offline tools that you use on a daily basis? Um. No, uh, offline, I would say online, not as much. Uh, offline, I would say paper. I love paper. I know this is not the most em- environmental friendly uh, things to do, but um, something about the paper of jotting down thoughts, uh, thoughts um, drawing things. I love drawing diagrams, flows. I like to picture the flows of, um, of, of how things work. So I love at any time, drawing that flow out, mapping it out, seeing what went wrong, what was cool about it, what was interesting. Okay. That's what the most still. Okay. As, as we uh, had mentioned before about uh, Vancouver, you can do a lot of things here. Um, we have a lot to offer um, uh, people that live in the city. We have mountains, we have rivers, we have lakes, oceans, you name it. It's all here. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski? Do you bike, kayak, hop, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Um, it's actually very simple. Like you said, I, I simply go for a drive. Um, I think cruising on the highways is the best you can do in Vancouver, especially with all the scenery going through sea to sky. Um, that's actually one of my favorite things to do when I'm stressed. Um, I literally turn up the music and I just drive, um, until I feel tired. Um, I think that's a very good way that you can kind of contemplate things and kind of look at what's happening around you and just kind of remove yourself from that busy side of the city. Um, To me, I'm a workaholic, um, so I don't think work is work, but that's why I do actually spend and enjoy most of my time working and solving problems. Um, When you like your work, it's almost not called work anymore. Um, I prefer it just being doing what I love. So I actually spend most of my time uh, working on the product that I'm doing or literally just exploring what other people are doing and kind of enriching myself with all the different knowledges and different things that they're doing. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Hmm, interesting. I think I would be a chef. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very different. And I I guess... um, Do you cook uh, at home? I do, I do, I do. Um, I, I think for for me is understanding that uh, I like to cook for other people as well. Um, I love seeing uh, the, the smiles and the satisfaction of my family um, uh, when I do um, when I do cook. Um, it, I think it's very important for me that I just want to do something I love and very simple. You can be focused on it um, and not too much distraction. So for me, cooking is, is also a work of art and being creative about what you can do. You know, there's a thousand things that you can tweak between the fire, the timing and the, the, the seasoning and everything. So uh, that, that that's something that I think I, I would have been if, if it's something that um, uh, if I wasn't an entrepreneur right now. What kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Um, 
I think be, being something like more like a desk job, a repetitive task. Um, like I said, I don't have a routine. I like my, my days to be different every single day. So uh, typically I don't like routine stuff. Not that I don't have any routine stuff that I have to complete every day, but um, as much as possible, I like to change my days around, moving things around, having just experiencing different things every day. So nothing repetitive. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Um, this is what I tell to my team. Um, don't be afraid to fail, uh, but fail fast. Um, I, I think failing is never a bad thing. I think failing is actually one of the fastest way to validate uh, different behaviors and different needs. But the only thing is learn to fail fast so you can circumvent from, you know, either a failed business and, and not spending more money or different costs and different things that you cannot uh, repair afterwards. So always okay to fail, but just have to fail fast. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? It's impossible. <laughs> I think nothing is impossible. I think it's just understanding what can be done. Um, it, there, there's always, if it's not impossible, it just, it takes time and different um, technologies and different things to solve a problem. I don't think anything is impossible. So when people come to me and said, you know what, this is impossible. I doubt that. I doubt that. I think it's just something that we haven't yet found a way and a solution, but it's not impossible. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Mm, I would say I'm very persistent and resilient. Um, the two words are kind of almost similar in that same, same, uh, same sense as well. Uh, because I'm quite patient um, and in order for a product to be successful, I think a lot of patience uh, comes with that. Um, there's going to be a lot of frustrations. And I think with the previous uh, startups that uh, experience that I had before joining uh, Live Rand, you know, as a young entrepreneur, I always kind of thought and you hear the news that another company has been become a unicorn. You know, they, they've been invested, you know, 100 million, uh, their value at 2 billion. I think everyone has that dream that they can also always be the uh, the, the next successful uh, founder or company. Um, but for me, I think it ended up learning the hard way and said, you know what? It if you try to really dive in deep to solve uh, the needs of other people, you become successful um, eventually because you, you took care of other people's pain point and they will basically come back to help you in, 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 in many different ways. So, and it's all about patience, you know, but before you can get, uh, you, you can expect a return, uh, you always have to give first. And that usually that give is always much longer than um, what you typically would actually uh, expect. Uh, and it really tests out your resistance on um, how far and how much you can take uh, before you get there. 
um, with all the successful stories, there's always the, the hard work that has been done uh, before that. And so I, I really believe in that. So for me, uh, I don't rush to the fact that I need to have reach 100K users, a million users in my app by now. But uh, I understand that we must do all the work we need um, and continuously to do all the work that we need to help other people to understand what we're trying to solve. Um, and that itself, uh, we, we it, it will come back. And, and, and that will surprise us, I think. What keeps you up at night, if anything? from maybe on my customers, from anything within the team. Um, I, I generally uh, dislike conflicts um, or anything that we cannot do or anything that is less than perfect. Um, now, that's, that's a very personal personality, so I would not expect everyone to be in the same, but um, that tells me that, hey, you know, have I done enough today uh, to make sure that everyone around me are properly taken care of? So that means... You know, my customers on the app, the team that is working with me and helping me pushing this product out. Um, so everything, that, that, that usually is what bothers me and kind of keeps me up at night, is that self-reflection. Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This can be whether you want to travel more, TEDx talk, write books, uh, biography, anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I think definitely my one of my top lists. I think traveling um, is something that uh, would top everything. Traveling helps you understand um, more people and helps you understand more technology and helps you understand culture. Um, it's something that you cannot just read about. What you have to experience. Uh, it, it, it's that kind of uh, environment that nothing can replace through a video or or anything so that i i think to me that that would be one of my top one uh to improve on of course the things other resources like tedx and those are all um you know super helpful as well uh whenever you can that that's something that's definitely that you should kind of keep on kind of watching and 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 seeing um in in enriching yourself but i think traveling and and really actually experience the process you know a lot of times whenever i can i see a new product and it's in a different city whenever i i do get there that is the first thing i do is really to try to see and experience it for myself um you know, like different little ways of how people do payment, digital payment transaction, mobile payments, for example. Um, I recently experienced that in China, actually. And I would say it's the most experience, uh, amazing experience I've ever learned. How it actually felt about 10 years ahead of North America, the way people pay. So I, I really believe in travel. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout British Columbia? Advice? Um, I think um, always work with a team that you trust um, and trust in your team because they're there with you. Um, it, it will only work if everyone works together. Um, a team is very important because you can't do everything by yourself. Um, and also you can't depend on just everyone doing everything for you. So 
it's always a team thing. I think uh, if you have the right team, if you have the right people that you can work with, that you can build that relationship, uh, that will help you more than you can think of than just hiring uh, one level A player um, and depend on them. I think it's understanding how you come together as a team and then how everyone can help to realize that entire dream together. Okay, Derek, you ready to have some fun? Sure. Okay. As you know, entrepreneurs are very, very busy people. You said that you are a, pretty much a workaholic, so it means you're always connected, whether it be on your mobile phone, on your computers, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're always out there making sure that uh, your employees are taken care of and and uh, and keeping the site running and and the app so forth. But we're going to take you away from all that. There's a okay. small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does mm-hmm. exist. We're going mm-hmm. to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How mm-hmm. long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Hmm. Interesting. I think... I think for me... Um, I can last easily a month without that call, um, or more, because uh, I think everyone in that team owns that process already, and knowing that what they can do and what the product is about, and the pain points. So to me, I, I'm not too worried about um, you know the the next processes. Um, so. I would easily say I can be away for about a month um, and not make that call. And I guess for me, well, another island I think is resetting myself and and trying to think of new things um, to build, trying to think of things that I wouldn't have gone otherwise. Yeah. So a lot of contemplating reflection. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, I, I believe the only way to improve is to uh, self-reflect all the time, right? And and to kind of understand, okay, what can we done? Uh, what can we do better as either a person or as a business uh, or as a product manager or project manager on the team? Um, everything can be reflected. Um, so you can always try to understand oh, what could be done. What could be fun things that you cannot think about um, now that you don't have all the distractions and all the other noise. This is actually where your mind can actually go crazy and think of things that are impossible. Um, go crazy, go out of the world, and then come back afterwards um, and, and really see what can be done to help. Okay, Derek, we're going to wrap things up here. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Well, um, the easiest way to get hold of me is contact me uh, via email, uh, Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K, at L-I-V dot rent. Um, This is the fastest way. Or just join the app, and then um, you can always contact the support line and give us feedbacks. <laughs> I will literally be everywhere, including App Store reviews, Play Store reviews. If you, um, if any of the listeners have any questions, feel free to shoot us um, an email. Um, we'll always be there uh, to monitor, uh, to understand what can we do better to help you uh, in in that sense. Um, but I would like to say that you know it, it was an honor to to be on the show, um, and honestly. 
that we're here to help the entire renter and the landlord's community, uh, making rentals simpler, making it more efficient, making also the landlord side uh, to facilitate the whole entire rental process in, in a more time efficient manner to save cost. So let us know uh, if you guys want a demo or anything, uh, we'll always be here to help uh, and always open to more feedbacks and into what we can do to help you. And perhaps when we have free time, we can also try to build other products uh, to help uh, everyone else out there. And I'm sure you're always open for a cup of coffee if anyone wants to meet you, talk about your app. Yes, for sure, for sure. Coffee, beer, um, anything. <laughs> okay, we'll probably see a coffee shop somewhere soon in, in Vancouver, yes, I yes. imagine. Do, yeah, yeah, do find me there. <laughs> okay, okay, Derek, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you, Robert. Thank okay. you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time. 